Welcome to the Find Your Ultra podcast episode 11. If you're a regular listener of this show, you already know that I'm deeply interested in the science of longevity, how we can live our lives longer and improve our health spans. Two of the biggest factors that we have under our control to a large extent are nutrition and exercise. According to Dr. Peter Rothia, someone I follow and deeply admire, exercise is hands down the best thing that we can do to improve our health and offset some of the effects of environment. prevent or delay the onset of some of the diseases that kill us so i want all my listeners to incorporate exercise into their routines now let's be honest not everyone loves running not everyone likes going to the gym but fortunately now there are alternate ways to stay fit in this episode we speak with adiraj niyogi who's a former national level badminton player he was national rank 2 in sub junior doubles national rank 6 in singles and 3 in juniors badminton Adiraj is also an SRCC and ISB Hyderabad alumni. In this conversation Adiraj talks about his life journey where he played badminton got close to the top and then he had to give it up and get into a corporate life where he consulted with the likes of EY and Deloitte and how a small incident reignited his love for the sport and led him to found Racket Ninja. Adiraj's story is a case study in itself on how playing a sport can boost the overall quality of one's life and improve not only the physical but also works wonder for the mental health. It is time to dive right into this short and insightful conversation. Here's me and Adiraj Niyogi in the Find Your Ultra podcast episode 11. Indulge away. Welcome to Find Your Ultra podcast, Adiraj. Thank you, Vipin. It's uh, so lovely to be speaking to you. We've sp- we've had several conversations on the phone, and it is so nice to have you here uh, at our academy uh, and uh, talking about badminton. I think this is a best. Uh, uh, this is my favorite topic, and I I'm really I I hope I'll thoroughly enjoy this. Yes, so yeah. it's it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Uh, so Adiraj, I mean, uh, the reason we are doing this podcast is first of all, uh, I am glad that you reached out to us. I am glad that you, uh, I am glad that I got to know of you because I, um, I really loved our first conversation. I really loved the enthusiasm, the yeah. energy. I of course also realized that you have uh, you know good subject matter knowledge. I I realized that, but. but what mattered to me uh, even more than that was was the uh, passion and yeah. the energy with which you were speaking about this i was yeah. like okay so this is somebody who can add value to people's lives <laughs> and we should have the conversation yeah yeah so adiraj before we get into uh, these alternate forms of fitness yeah. uh, let us get to know you you have been a national level player badminton yeah. player yeah you are still pretty athletic you don't look yeah. 35 for sure i just told <laughs> you thank <right>. you <laughs> uh, i love being around athletes i really yeah. wish uh, i was one i really wish um in my childhood somebody had encouraged sports a little bit more but you know yeah. i had a completely sedentary childhood I see. um so but 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 uh, now i am an athlete of sorts uh, an amateur athlete uh, but 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 there's no match for for athletes like you yeah vipin thank you for the compliments and uh, you know like to start with i would just like to say that these days like before i go into uh, a bit more about myself i would just like to make a small uh, a conversation that these days uh the kind of opportunities that people have and the kind of temperament that people have uh which uh is very positive and they 
it does not stop them from getting out from their daily routines and trying out something new and making new goals in life right uh, more people are into uh, a fitness format into sports into different formats of fitness i think that's a trend which is strongly building in india for sure and i think that uh, is here to stay yeah. right uh, and just a bit about myself you know like i uh, was a badminton athlete uh, for a very long time in fact you know, like since i was the age of 6 till the age of i would say 21 22 g- g- give us a little bit of context and background where were you born where, where so uh, where so i was born in west bengal so i was born in jalpaiguri west bengal but my family moved from west bengal quite early like when i was 6 months old so i was uh, i wasn't brought up in chandigarh so we moved to chandigarh oh. i wasn't brought up in chandigarh uh, my dad is a doctor but he is also a former cricketer right oh. so you know like he played for haryana school boys and that's where the sport gene uh, came into play because you know like he always w- wanted to expose me to sports apart from academics of course academics is important but you know like a holistic development in his mind was more important for a kid yeah. right so that's why he introduced me to running in fact like when i started early he introduced me to running he introduced me to swimming and badminton kind of happened by chance because you know like he used to play with all his uh, you know badminton friends i used to accompany him mm-hmm. and uh, you know i used to enjoy the sport i used to watch him play and that's where i picked up the sport and he slowly put me under a coach and that's where it began okay yeah well that's very impressive yeah so adhiraj when did you develop uh, when you when did you get serious about badminton then how did that happen so this is actually a funny story you know like earlier i used to play but uh, my kind of playing was just going in the evenings uh, meeting friends uh, kids of the same age like 6 7 8 boys and girls play together you know like we used to play badminton we used to play hide and seek and all these things but uh, you know like once you know like we have these uh, district championships in panchkula so uh, and we used to stay in panchkula and uh, we just uh, thought that i should uh, participate in in that championship so i went for that championship and uh, i had a very good semi final uh, with a colleague of mine it was a three setter and it was uh, very uh, it was very intense and very taxing right that was the first time i realized that okay this is a game and you're like uh, everybody is here to win when i saw him compete against me mm. for each and every point you're like i realized okay this is the spirit with which a sport needs to be played and uh, the funny part is that in that match you know like at that point of time not every tournament had a generator right so it was a single court uh, hall it was a community center rather and uh, in the middle of the match uh, the, uh, there was a power cut Oh right and we used to uh, we had to play with the doors and windows open so that we could sh- see the shuttle mm. but even after that you know like the match was very intense and i somehow managed to reach the final wow. uh, of that tournament uh, this was uh, a panchkula district badminton championships mm. and when i reached the finals you know like i was so happy that i won the semi final and i was a kid right so i didn't know uh, I, i was so happy winning the semi final that you know like i just gave away the final i did not even play the match properly i was just happy being in the final i thought i had a good match and uh, i was just like happy go lucky are ho gaya ho gaya i got relaxed i got relaxed and i lost the finals terribly mm-hmm. right but then after losing the finals you know like i didn't feel that great you know like uh, that's when my dad checked me and he said what's up like what's wrong with you i said like i don't feel really great uh, losing a match the way i did in the finals so he said yeah because you threw away the match right that's now uh, that's not how we play a sport you know, like when you play a sport irrespective of whether you're winning or losing you fight for every point that's the spirit of a sportsman right mm. and not to give an inch of your territory you to fight for every inch that should be your spirit right it doesn't matter if you lose after that but at least you should have fought well so i said okay uh, uh, then what do i have to do 
so uh, my dad told me honestly and he was very blunt with me he said it's a lot of hard work so you think properly do you want to do this because he's a he's been a sportsman right yeah. uh, he told me clearly it's a lot of hard work right 8 to 9 training 8 uh, to 9 hours of training a day are you ready for that so i said yes uh, and uh, i remember my exact words were i asked him you know like uh, what is the best in this you know like he said the best in a sport is a champion right so i said okay i want to be a champion uh, he said okay to ek kaam karte hain tomorrow onwards you know like uh, we start running 6 kilometers every day tomorrow onwards tomorrow morning onwards i will go on my scooter or my cycle you run along with me and we'll go to the swimming pool we'll swim for one hour and come back let me see if you can sustain this for one month okay if you are able to sustain this for one month then we'll take the next step so that's how it started and the rigor with which we did this every day first of course you know like the first few days i was a bit uh, okay you know like what did i really sign up for but after the first 10 15 days when my body started reacting when i uh, felt the improvement in my game and i felt the movement because i was gaining a lot of strength through swimming as well and my muscles started going really hard that's when i kind of got hooked to it mm. that's how it started that's where the competitive streak started mm. yeah so it was uh, it, it was him uh, telling you about what it takes to be a sportsman absolutely and the spark really came from um, experiencing that match you realized your friend was compe- competing exactly. against you exactly exactly this sport ye hai bhai yeah because yeah. usse pehle everything for me was casual okay we are playing ah, badminton we are games. playing a lot of things right ah. it was just like that before that yeah and yeah, then, yeah. so it was the first time you experienced what, what it means to like give it your all yeah right? because yeah. you were being com- com- uh, exactly yeah exactly okay. and after this what happened uh, you know like after this particular district badminton championship it had been like uh, i think 5 or 6 months uh, that i had been training and i just heard someone say uh, yaar ye na haryana uh, state badminton championship aa raha hai aur uh, jo state champion hota na wo bahut sahi player hota hai maine kaha acha yaar state champion kya hota hai right i had no clue right then i told my dad yeah mujhe i want to be a state champion right hmm. he said whatever you are doing we'll have to do 2x of that and it's very different kind of training are you ready for that hmm. i again signed up for that so that's how it kind of continued for me that is amazing okay so then uh, so tell us about your uh, badminton career then till yeah. till till which stage did you oh yes uh, so you like this was uh, uh, what was the journey like yeah the story i just told you this was i, I would have been probably 7 or 8 around that time mm-hmm. but uh, slowly i became the under 10 uh, district champion then under 13 state champion north zone champion uh, i was india number 3 in under 13 uh, doubles in singles i was ranked in the top 7 in the under 16 under 19 categories again i was consistently in the top 5 to 6 players in india i got selected in the sub junior indian camp uh, through which the indian team is selected mm-hmm. under 19 in the op- so open nationals is the maximum is, is the highest tournament uh in a country that's called the open nationals so in the open nationals in uh, i think 2006 uh so we won the bronze medal in uh, the team championships in the open nationals yeah since you're talking about badminton you might know uh pranav jerry chopra yes yes pranav is from uh, punjab he used punjab. to play for punjab he was my junior right yeah. so uh pranav's elder brother is a good friend of mine so oh wow wonderful in the same university Small in, world. in cardiff uk Oh nice. Yeah. Nice. So I have known Pranav since he was uh, like since the time he was like 3 uh, feet something. Right? Ah. Then he grew up to be really yeah, tall, really tall, right? Enough. But he was a, he was a, he was always a fantastic doubles player. Uh-huh. And the thing with Pranav is that uh, earlier doubles was not that popular. Uh-huh. Right? Doubles people used to play okay singles haar gaye to doubles khel lete hain. Hmm. Right? It was like that. Hmm. But I think ye Pranav ka generation and uh, you know like a lot of people uh, 
uh, around that age i think pranav was there from punjab rajkumar was there from punjab gurbak singh was there from punjab uh, uh, vijay deep singh you know like who is uh, who was the chief national coach of india and who was also the coach of uh, who was the coach of satvik and chirag right he was the torch bearer for doubles and he hailed from punjab so i think that kind of set the precedent for doubles being played in punjab and uh, uh, pranav and all these people did really well in doubles yeah yeah so um and then uh, at what what point did you then uh, move on to corporate life and why did you what what happened yeah so uh, so i'll be very honest you know like uh, uh, I'm I'm talking about the early 2000s uh you know like early 2000s uh, like between 2001 to probably uh, 2010 mm-hmm. uh that wasn't a very great time uh, for other sports in India right to be very honest 2001 to what 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 period are you mentioning so 2001 1. the year okay yeah. yeah the year 2000 2001 to 2010 we had lots of sports coming in um, in india right. and of course the uh, predominant focus was always on cricket always right and uh, i believe a lot of other sports were getting overshadowed by cricket and we weren't getting that one breakthrough yeah. you know like in a particular sport yeah. because i had a similar I, like i remember when i was uh, you know like i talked about this open nationals in which we won the bronze mm-hmm. i had an interview after the open nationals and you know like the person asked me you know like, so what is your ambition in life So I told him that my ambition in in life is to uh, become the world champion. Right? I wanted to be the world champion. That's what I played for. Every day, ev- I, I believe every athlete and every sport who trains every day, who slogs it, who slogs it out eight or nine hours a day, uh, is playing to be the world champion and nothing less. Right? And that's the spirit with which we worked. But you know, like he also asked me, you know, like do you think that the system or the government or like whatever the infrastructure is that is enough for people and even uh, a lot of expenses, right? You know, like in that entire process, do you think that's enough? My single uh, line to that was my single response to that was that it's upon us with the limited facilities, everything remaining constant. Mm-hmm. It's upon us to become the champions first, and if we do that with these conditions, mm-hmm. other generations will follow. right everything will pour in and i think you know, like uh, one of us you know like uh, sana neval was very successful in doing that with the limited conditions limited support limited finances she managed wonderfully well she uh, you know, like brought uh, laurels for our country and i think an entire generation followed upon uh, after that even gopichand for that matter yeah. right gopichand got that breakthrough sana got that breakthrough and after that uh, uh, sportsman after sportsman you know like players from a uh, sports which are unheard of you know like started winning international laurels and that's how it continued mm. no, that's yeah. true that is true coming back to your journey yeah. uh, what what year did you start corporate life and and what what was it like to yeah move away from the sport that yeah. you love so dearly yeah. and how tough was that, was that journey and what was it like so uh, it was actually quite tough it was actually quite tough because uh, uh, so ever since i started playing badminton i had that single goal right and sometimes the goal also becomes very uh, overbearing mm-hmm. on a person yeah. right and uh, when i was under 19 of course you know like um, uh, we had this open nationals and i was looking forward and this was still when i was in my second year in under 19 that means i had one more year left to perform in under 19 which means that i would have been in the top 4 in the country in that year and probably gotten selected in the indian team for under 19 mm-hmm. right but unfortunately we uh, lost that one year me and my entire batch we lost that one year because uh, you know the association decided that uh, this year from next year onwards this tournament would be under 18 so all of us got thrown into the senior category okay. right 
that was one of the things but of course that wasn't as disheartening but the thing is that we were also in our 11th or 12th at that point of time mm. right 11th or 12th and we had to make serious decisions about our life sort of decision point wherein exactly exactly sports karna hai exactly so like and i think that's a point where every athlete needs to uh, like that's something that every athlete needs to go through you know, like uh, where he weighs his career and uh, uh, i was fortunate enough to get into srcc at that point of time and uh, that's when i thought okay like uh, i can play i can train in college as well but probably i can also focus on my studies here right so you know like i played for the first year in college but slowly you know like uh, i kind of shifted towards academics and uh, i got placed with uh, ernst and young in in my uh, i think third year i got placed with ernst and young and that's when the corporate career started but it was very difficult even in the corporate career because uh, a sportsman a sportsman is uh, so used to uh, a goal being in front of him yeah right yeah. and all of a sudden when that is taken away yeah. it's like what are we doing right you're like why all this hustle bustle why all this noise what is happening around me yeah. right where is that objectivity mm. right and uh, secondly you know like when you see uh, you know like we went through a lot of tough times in our childhood i think all athletes who grew up in 90s and early 2000s you know, like with limited funds with the associations we uh, went through a lot you know like uh, we had to manage a lot of things ourselves and you know like uh, stay in uh, you know like tell us some of some of those things so i'll give you an example you know like uh, my first school nationals uh, was in bharuch gujarat uh, we traveled all the way from chandigarh to uh, bharuch gujarat which was 27 hours uh, we did not have reservations in the train What is it? Sorry, I'm cutting you there. Uh, what is it about Baruch there? Because I I I have quite a few friends in Gujarat. Yeah. Who are in Baruch and they also play badminton all the time. Is there a, is there a, uh, is there? Oh, good. Hey, क्या मतलब badminton? Ah, so uh, Baruch has you know as far as I know, Baruch has this organization called Gujarat Narmada Valley Fertilizers Corporation, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And that corporation uh, promotes badminton in a big way. Right, so that's why I think all the players around Baruch, you know, like even from Bhuj and all these parts of Gujarat, uh, you know, like they kind of uh, are nested uh, around Baruch. Right, so we had a school nationals in Baruch. Uh, that was my first school national when I was in uh, class six, I think, class six, yeah, six. So we had to uh, uh, travel from Chandigarh all the way to Baruch, uh, and we did not have reservations. So it was a twenty-seven hour train journey, and we were in a general compartment, mm. and we were just fixated in one corner so uh, if i were to tell you i was just sitting like this for 27 hours we were sitting with our legs folded in on an upper berth in a train probably uh, 15 kids on the same berth oh, right man. you can't use the washroom because there are already people who are sitting there no. who made home yeah. who are at home in the washroom yeah, you, you can't go there you, and imagine you're like after that you're like after the 27 hours of that you get out of the train 10 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. your math starts right yeah. so you know like that's just a small example but i think all sportsmen i think uh, all sportsmen in that generation are used to that you know like, these days you know like people just go in one day before the tournament they have flights uh, connecting them the organizations have a lot of money uh, but you know like it was very normal for us to you know like spread newspapers uh, you know like uh, you know, like we didn't have berths we we would just spread newspapers in the aisle of the train mm-hmm. और कहीं भी सोके कहीं भी जाके खेलना धक्के खा लेना कहीं भी रह लेना यू गो टू अ गुरुद्वारा यू गो टू अ धर्मशाला जस्ट स्टे देयर एंड प्ले अ टूर्नामेंट एंड कम बैक या सो या मैन आई जस्ट आई जस्ट सो विश दैट द स्टेट ऑफ एथलीट्स वाज बेटर इन दिस कंट्री इट इज गेटिंग बेटर दो या इट इज गेटिंग बेटर बट सो 
I don't want to mean this in any negative way. I think yeah. because we have done all these things that we don't get intimidated very easily. You know, like by the different challenges that uh, life throws at you. Right? I think it's very important that uh, you know, like teenagers or adolescents in their developmental years are, uh, uh, you know, like of course, uh, not extreme situations, but kind of exposed to these situations so that you know, like they uh, are prepared for what lies in store for them, uh, like in the rest of their lives. Yeah. Wonderful, sir. So, before we move on to the ordinate uh, forms of fitness, um, just about your journey. I'm a, yeah. You know, I um, <laughs> I am a big sucker for uh, for learning from people's uh, stories about uh, you know how how do how do they deal with the lows that they face. Yeah. So, in in this entire transition from uh, being an athlete to a corporate guy, yeah, uh, there must have been moments where you felt really. Uh, you must have had existential crisis. Like, oh yes, oh yes, talk yeah, about it. <laughs> I, I, I felt at one point I was feeling like I'm born to do this, yeah. and then and I'm not able to do this. And what does yeah. this life mean? Yeah. Uh, what were those moments like? And tell. Oh yes, so uh, you know, like when I entered the corporate life, I uh, could not make honestly, I could not make head or tail out of it. Right. A lot of my friends were very focused. Of course, we got placed from the same college and stuff like that. A lot of my friends were very focused. I was not. Right. I was not because you know, like I couldn't just really understand why are we doing this. And because the entire goal had been taken away from me. So, you know, like I would uh, bunk office a lot. I would be on leave of absence. My managers would be uh, very, uh, you know, like uh, very angry with me. They were like, uh, But, you know, like uh, that only lasted for the first two years. Like till the time I found uh, my bearing there. But after that, I thought, okay, this is also a goal. This is all like there's also some objectivity to it. Like when I started putting things into context, that's when I started uh, doing well in my corporate life also. And I ended up spending like 12 to 13 years uh, in consulting, you know, like nine years with Ernst & Young, uh, almost two and a half years with Deloitte and Brand and Strategy. But, you know, like that all uh, happened afterwards. But still, I had this inkling, you know, like, uh, is this what I want to do in life? Like, or is there more? Is this what I want to do in life or is the more? You know, like that kind of haunted me, that kind of pestered me, that kind of came back to me again and again. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like recently what happened, you know, like when uh, we were struck by COVID in uh, 2020, uh, you know, like uh, after the lockdown, my wife also, in fact, my wife also happens to be a former badminton player, oh. right? She's also a national badminton player. Her name is Payal and uh, uh, she also used to play for Chandigarh. So, uh, and I hadn't touched the racket in like uh, almost 12 years at that point of time in 2020, right? She said, we right? Because when lockdown was uh, we somehow uh, managed to find our kit bag and we pulled out two rackets and we started playing in the living room. So, he said, uh, she said, ki ab lockdown khul gaya, chalo siri chalte and let's play, let's see. And we didn't have shoes, we didn't have anything. I said, chalke dekhte hai. So, we just went there and uh, without shoes, uh, uh, because the guy won't allow us into the court without non-marking shoes. I didn't have non-marking shoes uh, because I hadn't played in 12 years. I said, I see Nange Pair court mein chalte and let's start playing. And we played. And it felt fantastic. And I felt like, boss, where was this? All this time. Where was this? You realized what you had been missing. Exactly, exactly. And you know, like we were just, because I had grown obese at that point of time. Uh, because you know, like I had a sedentary lifestyle. I was working 12, 14 hours a day. Right. I was traveling a lot. I was traveling almost uh, f- uh, five times, six times a month. You had become obese. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You, you're so this is like as an athlete, like uh, this is all uh, that I've worked on in the last one, one and a half years. Wow. Right. Before that, I was severely obese. I was like uh, 15 kgs over this. Wow. 
That much funds on me that I can sponsor you. Mm. But what I can do is, like, if you want some extra hours of training, like, I can come in the morning, like, I can train you. That much I know because I have played at the national level consistently. Mm. Uh, that much I know what it takes to be a national level athlete, mm. right? So I can train you in the morning, five thirty in the morning. I'll be there on the court. मेरी अपनी फिटनेस हो जाएगी, तेरी ट्रेनिंग हो जाएगी. If you're open to that, I'll make the court bookings. I'll uh, use my shuttles, uh, and you know, like we'll play, right? So he signed up for that. He said, okay, you know, like. Uh, that's how it started so i got into the routine of getting up in the morning every day because uh, when you work till 1 in the night or 2 in the night it's very difficult for any person to get up at 5 in yeah. like in the morning so but i got into a habit of that waking up at 5 in the morning being being on court at 5:30 and training with him till 7:38 and after that pushing off for office wow. but that was my high point that was my day's high point that was my day's highlight mm. and when i saw all these strokes coming back because you know like if you're obese if you have not uh, been fit for a long time mm. right it is not that easy mm-hmm. your mind thinks ki yaar ye to tu aise utha leta tha mm-hmm. tu yahan pe to aise move kar jata tha mm-hmm. but your body does not react correct right and it 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 can be very frustrating yeah. right but you know like then i wanted to train again i wanted to be, become fit again so that you know like i can play well mm-hmm. and that kind of started reflecting in my work in my corporate life mm-hmm. i started becoming a lot more positive as a person mm-hmm. i started sleeping better even with 4 5 hours of sleep uh, i started sleeping uh, really well right and i would wake up fresh in the morning right i was on top of my to do list right i believe i grew more confident in my conversations right and all that happened only because i brought a sport into my life and uh, you know like that's how it began and in a way i myself was a case study for this you know like of what a sport can do to a corporate working profession वो बोलते हैं ना फिटनेस और इवन इवन एनी स्किल किसी की जागीर नहीं होती है इट्स नॉट लाइक यू कैन ओन एनीथिंग लाइक एग्जांपल इफ आई प्रैक्टिस स्किल एंड आई मास्टर इट एंड बिकम लाइक अ मास्टर ऑफ इट राइट या आई कांट स्टिल ओन इट फॉर द रेस्ट ऑफ माय लाइफ आई स्टिल हैव टू कम बैक एंड प्रैक्टिस एक्जेक्टली लीव द प्रैक्टिस फॉर अ फ्यू इयर्स इट विल नॉट स्टे विद मी इट विल कम बैक क्विकली या फेयर इनफ बट आई हैव टू वर्क टुवर्ड्स इट एंड बिल्ड इट बैक अगेन या Absolutely. In fact, you know, like uh, for professional players, even if they don't, uh, if even if they're out of training for like three days or five days, they feel the difference on court. Mm. True. Yeah. Absolutely. Wonderful, sir. So, uh, so th- this is. I think it's a beautiful story. Like I, I'm loving it because. Thank you. Uh, and it feels good that somebody who was in love with a particular thing, it was yeah. his passion. Yeah. And he uh, had to move away from it. for various reasons and then found his way back into the sport yeah. uh, in this manner uh, this is i think incredible but i think Thank this you. is only half the job done yeah. uh, had you stopped there then this would not have been where it is right yeah. now right yeah. so you've taken it to another level uh, how have you done that tell us about racket racket ninja yeah so uh, i think that was a trigger you know like when i started seeing all these differences in my corporate life because you know like to be honest i had been going to the gym uh, a bit you know like i used to do a bit of running like 15 minutes of running in the gym maybe but not more than that because that's all the time that i had 
right but after that when i started doing this uh i felt a remarkable change in my personality i felt a remarkable change in my work that was the most impressive thing that personality you okay because you know like you started doing what you love of course things are going to change in your life mm. right but work wise being on top of your to do list you know like working better being more positive in life you know like and consulting is a tough job right i was in consulting for almost 12 years consulting is a tough job you know like you travel a lot you talk to various people and you are always firefighting you are always firefighting there is not a single day in back office yeah. that you are always talking to the top executives and you are always firefighting right so that's what we did for a living and the way this kind of changed my life there and the patterns in my life there i think that was a very positive thing so in fact i went back to my dad after that right uh, the initial guru in my life i went back to him and i asked him see uh, we started playing badminton and this is what's been happening with me and i'm very impressed with it i want to know from you as a doctor mm. right what are these things and why are these things happening mm. so he said there are two things to it one if you play any aerobic sport right that leads to angiogenesis right which is formation of new capillaries and improved blood circulation throughout your system mm-hmm. that is one thing but the second thing is when you learn a new skill or you rediscover a new skill that leads to neurogenesis which is formation of new connections in your neurons or even formation of new neural networks right. or revival of old neural networks mm. right so when these two things happen in combination that's the kick that you're getting right which you did not get probably from gymming or doing anything else because badminton is not only brute muscular strength there's a lot of strategy involved of course there's a lot of finesse involved there are a lot of softer strokes it does not mean that like if a person is very powerful or very fast it does not mean that he is a good player because there's a lot of skill there's a lot of strategy we use a lot of finer muscle groups in our body we use our wrist wrist needs to be strong and supple at the same time mm. right a person who has a strong wrist also has a very rigid wrist which is which is not good for badminton mm. your wrist needs to be very flexible and very strong at the same time your body needs to work like a whip right that's when i like when i train people when i talk to them i tell them rigidity is your enemy because rigidity forbids you from being fast right so you need to be very flexible you need to be uh, uh, very agile and you use a lot of fi- finer muscle groups we use our fingers a lot right to turn the racket to dif- use different strokes we there's a thing called finger power right we use that term a lot in badminton in any stroke you add finger power so you're exercising what, a lot what of is finger power So basically there are different ways of holding a racket mm-hmm. uh, there uh, there are different ways of holding the racket grip and in every grip there is a power finger there are support fingers and there are uh, there's a finger which acts as a rudder for example if i use a forehand grip which is a normal handshake grip my three fingers which are uh, my middle finger my ring finger and my small finger these become the support fingers my index finger becomes a power finger that's the finger through which i exert force so for example if i'm hitting a forehand toss that's a finger through which i exert force or if i lift with my forehand that's the finger with which i use and my uh, thumb is my control finger but when i change my grip to a backhand grip my thumb becomes a power finger right i exert all my force using my thumb right and all the other four fingers become my support fingers right so you know like there's a lot of what i'm trying to say is that not only are we training uh, larger muscle groups in the body we're also focusing a lot on finer muscle groups we're focusing a lot on cognitive skills right that's why people get a kick out of playing racket sports and you know like when i realized this i think okay this is a wonderful thing but why have and then the consultant in me kind of uh, you know like started thinking but why hasn't this been packaged like this till now 
right if this is such a wonderful solution to fitness yeah why isn't somebody doing this right and why can't we take badminton and make it 10 times more fun hmm. right 10 times more fun 10 times more intense so how how is racket ninja doing that oh yes so uh, in fact you know uh, before i jump into that i would just like to add that up till now the entire focus had been on professional badminton okay professional badminton means that if you want to train like an athlete if you want to train as an athlete mm-hmm. you know like and you aspire to be uh, in the top ranks in the country or even in the world that's professional badminton mm-hmm. okay but recreational badminton is like you going with your friends and playing a game of badminton correct right but in recreational badminton that is uh, I, i think everywhere that is the only uh, thing that we have right now as in going with your friends and playing badminton you know we have a few people playing in front of us right now like in a similar fashion right but what if in this this format you know like this format you know like this is a good exercise but it is not an optimum exercise it is not organized in a particular way it is fun you know like you can have fun once a month like probably on the weekends but how do you make this a regime how do you make this a regime how do you package this how how you need do you a hook that keeps you coming back to it exactly exactly and plus you know like what happens is you know like when recreational players play you know like every rally uh, uh, there's a rally going in front of us right now you would notice that every rally is not more than uh, four or five strokes hmm. so for four or five strokes your heart rate is going up to probably 120 130 hmm. and as soon as the shuttle drops down you pick up the shuttle and back you come one. back to surf it is back to 110 right that is the level uh, and if you're moving if you're not moving it does not happen right if you're moving that's what happens but through this program uh, through the racket ninja program of uh, training uh, recreational players what we have done is we have included everything in badminton which is the same way a badminton athlete trains we've moderated it for the recreational players made it 10 times more fun by inclu- including different training formats be it strength training be it uh, speed agility flexibility strength endurance speed endurance all of these things and we have devised a lot of fun ways of doing that okay so let's say i'm a corporate guy yeah. uh, i currently don't play badminton yeah. but i come back home and i want to play do some sort of an exercise but i yeah. don't want to do gym and i yeah. don't want to maybe i don't like running and all of that yeah uh, so i can come to a facility like yours this yeah. is in gurgaon yes uh, south city 1 yeah we are based of altrex uh, we are based out of altrex recreation club south city 1 gurgaon is this right the only now. place uh, you guys are at oh I yes there's the only place right now okay. but very soon we'll we'll be there around uh, delhi and so let's say i uh, work in any of these uh, big buildings in gurgaon yeah. and uh, in the evening i want a good workout and i want to uh, play a sport so yeah. let's say uh, i join uh, racket ninja and i yeah. come here for badminton yeah what i will get is i i i have no ambitions of becoming competitive yeah. Yeah. right yeah but what you're saying is it still pays uh, it still is beneficial for me yeah uh, in multiple ways to yeah. take badminton a little more seriously like you know, i don't have to take it seriously as in like have goals around it yeah. put myself under pressure see within the seriousness that, uh, but, so but what i'm saying is yeah. let's say because this uh, I've, i've recently read this book called peak okay uh in which they talk about mastering anything you can learn yeah. anything and become great at it yeah. through deliberate practice yeah. so in, in the book itself they give an example of tennis and i think it's a very s- similar to badminton yeah. as well let's say you pick up the racket, racket for the first time and you play a few shots with a few friends uh, over the weekend yeah. right so uh, as you do more of this you become better right yeah. but after a while you will start noticing there are certain shots that you could just can't handle yeah. right certain smashes coming at you you just can't handle it yeah 
आपको हर बार लग रहा है गलत बट देन वट आई टू डू यू जस्ट मेक पीस विद फैट की ठीक है ये मुझे नहीं आता जब तक आप नया सीख रहे थे ना Enthusiasm yeah. uh, your new neural patterns are forming yeah. and uh, you're um, learning that skill, yeah. right? And that uh, uh, and uh, and once you're in that improvement loop, yeah. it keeps you uh, coming back to yeah. itself. How could you allow that? That when you're doing something, there's a goal there, yeah. right? Chota, not too serious, but 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 if it's a goal, if it's a if it's something that you're trying to learn, uh, it's the hook that you might be yeah. looking for, yeah. right? Yeah. So, Vipin, exactly. You know, like, uh, so what happens is, so for example, if you were to join the uh, Racket Ninja program, mm. right, for recreational training, right, what would happen is, one, uh, of course, practicing any skill makes you better. But if there's a fun way of doing it, right, that makes it even more enjoyable. Mm. So, what happens usually is, you know, like people uh, in their, uh, you know, like mid twenties or thirties, and people who are working in the corporates are looking for a healthy outlet, right. and uh, you know like this is one of those healthy outlets what happens is you know like even if you don't know how to play badminton or even if you have not picked up a racket ever in your life we have people who are 25 years old and we have people who are 70 years old also mm. right we cater to uh, a lot of people from different backgrounds right what happens is you learn a new skill slowly but you know like as you pick up a new skill for example the first day you are not able to contact the shuttle right but through some exercises some drills you learn to contact the shuttle mm. now you move on to the next level right now you can contact the shuttle now i want you to hit the shuttle to the mid court but you are not able to do that because there is a lot of technique which goes into it right then you practice that technique then move on to the next level so as you move on you know like your fitness level also needs to increase so if we talk about composite strokes what if i want you to hit a toss and then quickly go to the net and place the shuttle on the net with a particular speed right and balance your body at the same time for that you need your quads to be really strong you need your hamstrings to pull you back you need your core to uh, make you stable on the net so all these fitness activities also need to go into it so that's how we have designed the program broadly okay and yeah. you're saying even elderly like oh, yes. people in their 60 people in the 60s 70s 70 we have people in the 70s playing badminton as long as you can walk you can play badminton oh yes you can B- because uh, a lot of things change the the beauty about this program is that it is not one shoe fits all hmm. we have this program is completely customized to your requirement hmm. all of us have different body types we have people who are diabetic we have people uh, you know like who have uh, multiple vitamin deficiencies we have people who have osteoporosis we have people who are elderly like really elderly yeah. right but the beauty about this game and about this program is that you can modulate the game game and you can moderate the program as per your requirement that's what we do right for example if vipin has a particular style of playing that and if he is at one level the entire training would be to get vipin to the next level which is based upon the level where he is starting yeah right not ki ye ek standard program hai aapko aake aaj ye karna hai we don't follow that format Yeah, it can be a form of cross training for people like us. Yes, well. yes, yes. And in fact, it's a very uh, it's it's a fantastic way of cross training. Uh, as a badminton athlete myself, I used to do swimming for cross training, mm. right? Because uh, you would, as an athlete, you would also appreciate that different, uh, you know, like uh, games or different kinds of fitness brings different fitness faculties to your body. Yeah. 
राइट मतलब अगर आप बैडमिंटन खेल रहे हैं सो इवन इफ आई वर टू ब्रिंग अ ट्राथलीट टू द स्कोट इट वुड बी वेरी हार्ड फॉर हिम टू लास्ट फिफ्टीन मिनट्स इन अ वेरी इंटेंस रैली राइट और फिफ्टीन मिनट्स ऑफ थोरो मल्टी शेडल ट्रेनिंग it will be very hard for him you know like i can uh, uh, you can mark my words on that yeah. you know why because this is speed endurance yeah. this is speed endurance this is strength endurance yeah. we are talking about explosive strength we are talking about short bursts of strength mm. being repeated several number of times yeah. with speed and it is it has velocity to it it's not only speed it's velocity rather you're moving in one direction stopping your body changing direction with explosive strength moving in the other direction and your movement is 3d you're also jumping right it's not only two dimensional so that's why this kind of fitness is very different it's very different and i, and I can see uh, you know massive benefits of of such a thing because yeah. in my opinion uh, i'm a long distance runner right yeah. so i uh, <laughs> we just do one movement for hours and hours and hours and yeah. hours right and um, you know we have a lot of stiffness yeah. and all of those issues yeah but as as far as longevity is concerned yeah. me i want to be let's say a fully functional healthy individual yeah. who has a lot of energy yeah. every day to go go about his business everything yeah. that i want to do yeah. right um, and uh, so so to be able to do that to be able to build that i think if i'm doing uh, strength and conditioning which is going to help me with yeah. this agility yeah. and develop some explosive strength yeah. uh, maneuvering all of that yeah. i think that is that is the kind of fitness that that is more functional fitness yeah like to be able to run for 5 hours is yeah. not functional fitness like you right. never in this life trust me you're never going to be required to run for 5 hours like, right uh, because that's not the world that we live in yeah. right so, yeah. let's hope you don't happen i think uh, uh, that's very true so uh, you just mentioned uh, functional training so uh, the beauty of this game is that functional training of course we can do outside court but the kind of drills that we use stroke practice multi shuttle Uh, uh a lot of agility movements on the court that kind of makes it very interesting of how functional training can be done in synergy with the sport so you're not only training right you're having fun while doing it because it's a game right right so that's how people get hooked to it it's not just doing okay i need you to do uh 50 splits right now right or i need you to do 50 squats right now when you're on court you're always crouching your quads are 100% engaged always your core is engaged always when you're moving forward and moving backward right and the agility will come through your footwork there are court exercises to teach you footwork and that will bring agility by default right so you're like that's the things that uh, that we focus on and this automatically happens and people enjoy it so much because it happens in a game format but when i come here to play badminton yeah. along with the exercises right yeah. uh, will i uh, how will i find people of my same skill same level uh, who will i play with So we have a bunch of people so right now in Racket Ninja we have over 100 people who train with us right we have people from all backgrounds from every skill set we also have uh, athletes who are former players you know like people like me yeah. like who want to rediscover badminton yeah. we have people like that we also we also have people who have never picked up a racket in their life right, right? we we have people who have had organ transplants so you have the whole spectrum yes we have people who have had organ transplants mm. and now they've been recommended to pick up uh some sport and the do- doctor has recommended that a racket sport will really help and that's why they are into this program right so we have people from all walks of life all spectrum and uh, we kind of mix and match the batches in fact we have 6 to 7 uh, trainers you know like who are uh, national level players themselves and who are very enthusiastic badminton trainers uh, and badminton players themselves right so every trainer is responsible for moderating those groups moderating those batches and conducting the program yeah so uh 
adhiraj some people um, what would be your advice to people who don't have an access to a facility near them yeah so uh, i don't think uh, a facility is uh, you know like a good facility or a facility in itself is a game changer because you take a walk around the societies in gurgaon or in punjab in fact you know like uh, my houses in zurakpur so if i just go to the facility in the evening i see so many players and so many people in the park with a badminton net playing badminton or playing any other racket sport or playing cricket maybe so you know like a facility is never a barrier you know like uh, badminton is one sport you ask anybody in india aapne kabhi badminton khela hai उन्होंने हाँ खेला है कोई भी ये नहीं कहेगा नहीं खेला इट्स नॉट दैट ऑल दीज पीपल हैड सच फैसिलिटीज इज जस्ट अबाउट पिकिंग अप अ रैकेट पिकिंग अप अ शटल एंड डूइंग योर बेस्ट राइट एंड दीज डेज यू हैव सो मच ऑन द इंटरनेट राइट यू हैव सो मेनी ट्यूटोरियल्स यू हैव सो मच ऑन द इंटरनेट वी डि नॉट नो यू नो लाइक हु एल्स टू लर्न फ्रॉम दैन अ गवर्नमेंट कोच who was appointed to our facility but there is so much knowledge there on the on the internet in fact you know like we have a player here like who trains with us and he's a very good player he's a recreational player but he's a very good player but he's self taught he's self taught only through youtube videos right and i was surprised when he came in the first day kenneth told me i maine kenneth ko bola ki this ye to khela hua lag raha hai नहीं खेला ही सेल्फ टॉट ही इज नेवर प्लेड इन हिस लाइफ ओनली थ्रू यूट्यूब विडियोज ओनली थ्रू प्रैक्टिसिंग थ्रू लाइक विद हिस फ्रेंड्स बिकम दिस गुड एंड इज पॉसिबल योर एडवाइस वुड बी देनी एनीबडीटिंगटिक what is so the podcast is called find your ultra yeah uh, what is an ultra life for you and how are you going about finding it so i think uh, you know like uh, an ultra life by my definition i think i am living my ultra life right now i am uh, doing the thing i love the most people tell me that i am uh, a lot more energetic i'm very energetic on the court the day i'm not here i'm kind of thinking why i'm not here right and uh, this is the best place i could have been in my life and i think i'm already there i'm doing what i've loved all my life and my only uh, goal is to make this better you know like make this uh, accessible to more and more people across india so if if all all of your dreams were to come true yeah. let's say whatever you wanted has just gone absolutely as per plan yeah. what do you see happening in the next 10 years so uh, there are two things and uh, this is 23 right yeah. so if 2033 you come back on the find your ultra podcast yeah um where what's happening in the in the scene so uh, there are two things to it you know one is of course uh, an organization goal and one is a personal goal right uh, i'll take my personal goal first my personal goal is uh, because i always wanted to be the world champion right uh, and that's what i played for so i want to be the world champion in the masters category in the what, 35 what plus the, category what age is the masters category called so uh, once you turn 35 you can part- participate in the masters category which is 35 plus So there are world championships. Is there an upper limit? No. Okay. So they have 35 plus, 40 plus, 45 plus. We have all these categories, right? Okay. Uh, so once you turn 35, you can start participating in the masters categories. You can play nationals in the masters categories. You can play world championships in the master categories, right? So that's why I've been train training myself for the last uh, one and a half years almost now. So uh, because I'm waiting uh, uh, to turn 35, I'm looking forward to turn 35 mm-hmm. so that uh, I can enter the court again and start playing tournaments. right so that is one of my goals uh, and of course you know like just to add to my ultra life that would be another aspect of that ultra life i would see myself become the world champion in uh, 35 plus and the second of course organization goal i would say that uh, you know like 
not only badminton i, f- I feel all racket sports i think uh, pickleball has picked up a lot not many people know about it right uh, paddle has picked up a lot in uh, you know like in 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 the americas in europe uh, and it's a very easy sport that everyone can play mm. right it's just about uh, including an element of skill and fun in fitness yeah. right anything which does that you know we would want to make that more and more accessible to people we would like to spread out through india in fact we also have uh, plans of spreading out abroad very soon you know like in uh, uh, countries which has a lot of uh, you know like popularity for badminton and other racket sports so that's where we see ourselves this is beautiful i think i'm i'm extremely happy to know that your dream of uh, becoming a world champion is still alive yeah uh, and i wish you all the very best uh, adiraj and i really hope you do become the world champion and we, you come back on the find your podcast and we will uh, talk about your journey to the world championship <laughs> i really uh, i really hope so let's yeah. see let's see you're yeah. like uh, it's too early to comment but let's see yeah but uh, but this is inspiring this is lovely uh, thank you so much for taking time out and thank you uh, for this conversation thank you vipin it was lovely Cheers. having you lovely. thank you thank yeah. you Thank you for staying with us till the end. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did please consider subscribing and also sharing it with your friends and family. If you have a takeaway or a learning from this episode or it made you feel a certain way, you can leave us a comment or a review. This is a zero cost way of supporting the podcast. I really hope you will do it. Also, it is now a weekly podcast so you can look forward to an episode every Friday. If you subscribe you will get a notification when a new episode is released so do it now see you in the next episode next friday until then my friends keep working on finding your ultra